Hi guys, welcome back to Style and Direction, a mentor podcast that doesn't have any stuffiness. Uh, That's different this time. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying. I'm trying new things. Uh, this is yeah. Uh, my name is Ethan Wong. I'm Spencer. And today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite, if not only, trade show that we've ever been to. Yep, it's the only trade show I've been to. Like, period. So, I th- yeah, is that is that true for me? I don't think I've gone to. I I used to work for a, an engineering company. I worked there for two weeks. Uh, this is way back when I was in college or working on my master's, and I didn't physically go to the trade show, but <laughs> but mentally, but spiritually, <laughs> emotionally, uh, no, yeah. uh, a couple of the team uh, that worked there they went to a, I guess engineering, manufacturing, robotics trade show, and so during those two weeks. Like they I, they went there and then um, I was organizing the content, so I was able to live vicariously through these short-term coworkers, I guess, and like look at like oh look at these cool look at this pneumatic arm that you can use to attach things. I don't know I don't know what any of those things are. My stepmom works for a company that manufactures faucets, and she tells me that there's a big trade show in Italy. So that's kind of like the the pity of the f- faucet industry. And, and guys wear faucets and get street styled <laughs> by the sartorialist Tommyton, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, we've kept you waiting long enough. Here's the one we're talking about today. It's called Inspiration LA. LA. Uh, it was started. Do you know the uh, history of this place? No, I was actually trying to find out about that. I didn't find much. Okay, so here's here's what I know, and and listeners, you know, feel free to correct us, send us an email, or something. Um, but uh, from what I know, there's this guy Rin Tanaka, mm-hmm. who was a big collector of vintage. I think he, you know, if you look at like the Lightning archives, uh, like I have the two, I have two books, military jacket, and leather jacket. Um, he, you know, his name features in the, in a couple of those things, and basically he he wanted a space to show it off. So he created like I don't know when it started, and of course Spencer, you you can Google this as I'm talking. That way you can yeah. you can look. This well, up. I mean, yeah, I found I f- I found essentially what you're talking about. That's about it. Okay, so yeah, so basically from from what I know is that he started kind of a show that the public and other people, other enthusiasts could come see his like collection because he's been collecting for like a long time. He's like a big fan of like you know old, old like old stuff. By that I mean like you know like 70s, 80s, like 60s, like not. Not the suits, you know, that that Spencer and I got started with, but more of mm-hmm. like the casual stuff, leather, denim, workwear, all that kind of stuff. And eventually yep. it became kind of like a gathering place for other collectors, for other enthusiasts, for designers, you know, who, who do all this kind of stuff like Himmel Bros, Levi's Vintage Clothing, um, d- uh, what's some other denim stuff that I can't think of right now? Like Mr. Freedom. Mr. Freedom. There you go. Yeah, stuff like that. And uh, it's kind of evolved over time. And uh, yeah, and it it takes place in Los Angeles, which makes it really good for us because I Mm -hmm. think, as far as I know, it's the only open to the public kind of fashion thing that happens in California. You know, I guess. Yeah. Usually it corresponds with a vintage fashion expo, but that's also just different. I, I think that's just marketing. I think that, the, like, they, you know... Yeah, I mean, it's run by two t- completely separate entities. Yeah, and they probably kind of do it at the same time so that way people can go to both. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Vintage Fashion Expo used to be, from what I've heard from our vintage friends, used to be one of the biggest, you know, vintage uh, gatherings. More so like, you know, rockabilly, suiting, mm-hmm. dapper, whatever stuff that you want to call it. Um, but I, don't, I actually don't know if it still happens anymore because they used to do it in both San Francisco and L.A. But now I think it's just San Francisco. Yeah. Um, because L- it's been kind of dwindling down. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, like, it's really the only fashion trade show event thing that happens here in L.A., you know, if you don't count Dapper Day, which is more mm-hmm. of just for fun, or and if you don't count, like, you know, the random stuff at the bloke that Spencer and I attend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. I mean, we've seen guys like Kenji from Bryceland's, you know, he came to the last year's one. Um, uh, Rob Spangle. Rob Spangle, yeah. Um, you know, you get, again, the guys like Himmel Brothers. I forget, Dave Himmel, the... the uh, the Himmel brother himself, who yeah, makes bespoke the, leather jackets. The founder of Men's File was there this year. Oh, yeah. And, and that, I think he's there, like, every year. Yeah, and that's, like, the big thing, too. It's that it's, you know, like, Clutch and Men's File, all these mm-hmm. these publications that are, ma- you know, mainly Japanese-oriented, um, use this as kind of, like, their like their event. You know, like, Pity Umo has Plaza Uomo, which is a, a magazine. Um so yeah, it's it's a really cool event that we get to go to. Yeah, and uh, we've been we've been going three we've been three times three or four. I think it's four. I think we first went in twenty fifteen. Cause yeah. uh, did you pull up the three other ones? I was I was briefly looking at them because I remember the first we went to the Vintage Fashion Expo and people this was like the first time we had heard of Inspiration because it was on going on the same building at the same time. Yeah, so. Back then, and for a couple of years, it would be held at the Reef, which is on the more industrial, not so good part of LA, which is like you know below the Ten Freeway, uh, south mm-hmm. of the Ten Freeway, uh, if you want to be cool. Um, yeah. But like the Reef is like like a weird art building. I don't know what it is. There's a big chair. <laughs> yeah, there's a big chair. Well, there used to be a big chair outside, and so like you know they would they would have inspiration on, like the top floors, and it was kind of like. Yeah, kind of industrial because it was uh-huh. like concrete, you know, ground and, and ceilings, um, you know, kind of like a it was it was very interesting the first time I went. Yeah. You know, and then they, and they've had it there every every year until this year when they actually changed it to being at the convention center, which is mm-hmm. what I remember because of, you know, I, I mean, I've been to the, like it gave me. Someone said it sounded like a. It felt like a being at a Costco because of like the high ceilings and the and the bright you know the bright lights. It was it was a much different vibe this time than it was uh, at the Reef because the Reef is also. It's it seemed to at the Reef everything is more dense. Yeah, um, yeah. Everything was a lot more spaced out, and I mean, we're not saying this is necessarily a bad thing. We're just saying it was different than past years. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, because there's not a lot like at the like, like as Spencer said, the reef is very dense. So even uh-huh. though, even though there's not a lot of people, it felt crowded. But because you're in the giant um, exhibit hall space of the convention center, mm-hmm. it felt like you know it felt very expansive and kind of empty because everyone had like I don't know like five to ten feet in between each person exactly yeah so but we we also got there pretty close to closing on the second day so that might also have something yeah to do with yeah that. exactly but let's let's talk about our experience with it so yeah as Spencer said first we we know yeah, we the went first 
2015 expo. Yeah. was the Vintage Fashion Expo. The first time we went, I think, was 2016. Okay, that's starting to make sense now, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's always every February. Uh-huh. And, yeah, like, it's it's basically, like, the place for vintage collectors of denim, of workwear, of leather to kind of congregate, you know, and you get mm-hmm. a bunch of, like, not everyone there is famous even though there, there can be people and and by famous i don't mean celebrities we mean people who although like, celebrities do go there yep yeah i got to see uh our favorite my one of my favorite comedians um damn it what's his name I, 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 <laughs> Drew, Tarver. Drew Tarver. i was like Derek. He's, he's gonna be you're gonna be so embarrassed when he listens to this episode <laughs> yeah he's gonna be like what these guys are aren't doing it right they're not yeah, saying we, my name Man, we're not going to get any tickets to the the love love train. Nope. <laughs> the where the the captain is a kiss. Yep. Um, <laughs> Comedy bang bang. Please go uh-huh. to styledirectionjokesexplained.com. dot <laughs> uh, um, But um, but yeah. So like, you know, I think the reason why it has such appeal is because it's kind of like, it's kind of what I consider to be kind of a California dressed up, you know, like, Oh yeah. Because it's very Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously you don't get a lot of tailoring here. As I've mentioned so many times, every time I have an event, I always say, we don't get to do this a lot because we don't. Yep. Um, but most guys who are, are in Los Angeles, if they want to dress up or have like a cool style that isn't streetwear, mm-hmm. or, you know, they, they tend to go for the Americana workwear look, you know, it's very easy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's denim, work boots, a white T-shirt or a sports shirt, and mm-hmm. a leather jacket, denim jacket, what have you. And, you know, you could attribute it to, you know, like the the whole, like, California gold rush, you know, that whole kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. It, 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 it has a lot of heritage. Yeah, exactly. And and so it's it's very easy for, you know, regular guys to kind of get into this too because I have uh, – I brought my friends, MJ. Don't get on mic. Um <laughs> Scott and Andrew, who you know don't necessarily, I mean, I guess MJ kind of counts, but like uh, Scott mm-hmm. and and Andrew aren't super into like menswear or fashion, but yeah. they but they're into this thing. You know, it's it's all like military jackets, olive uh-huh. jackets, chore coats, like it's, and it's just because those things are cool. Yeah, no, exactly, and it's like we I think we've talked about like the mysterious like cool factor on this podcast before. Yeah, the and almost Genesis everything Klan. at yeah almost anything everything at inspiration gets that gets that uh, thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's like it's not it has no it has no like previous air like a suit like there's no like oh that guy's mm-hmm. going to work or that guy's there's no pretension up. to it. Yeah. It's all... Yeah. I mean, there might be a little bit of like, oh, do you actually work in that? But <laughs> do you even? But work, the thing bro? is, yeah. But they're not wearing. It's not like I mean, there is Carhartt kind of stuff. But these, mm-hmm. I think there is kind of this understanding that when you're wearing it, you may not work in that thing, but it's still, it doesn't have like you. Don't, you don't have to be a certain person to like it. Like it's just a cool exactly. denim jacket, you know. Yeah, and it's then, like most people there would probably say it's like I'm here because I like well-made clothing. Yeah. No. And exactly. Yeah, and and the amount of details on on these clothes that you find there, like whether it's like a the pleated front of a Type One jacket or like a double mm-hmm. rider, like those things are kind of like more fashion details now than before. Yeah, and so it's like, but it, it's not like a lapel or like the construction of a tie knot, or I'm sorry, a construction of just a, a tie, like the fold or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like a cool detail that works on this 
on this piece of clothing that you could literally wear all year in California, basically. Yeah. And uh, I mean that, and that's the, the biggest appeal of it. And you know, it draws in regular guys off the street. Uh, drives mm-hmm. in uh, who else have I seen? Like I guess they were they're like buyers for costuming. There's buyers for or stylists. I mean for for celebrities. Uh, you get celebrities themselves. I heard Jason Momoa was there on Friday. Yeah, he um, was. I wouldn't be surprised if, um, like, John C. Riley, who is a big Mr. Freedom fan, yep. would have shown up. Um, and then, of course, you get, like, the regular menswear celebrities like Dave Himmel, like I said before. Uh, you get Brian, which Brian, the boot maker, I think is his Instagram. He makes Roll Club boots. I didn't get a chance to talk to him this time. Uh, obviously, my mental state was not in the right place. So we had a car yeah. accident. Uh, but, you know, he, like these guys who have made some of the cool stuff that I've seen on Instagram were just there kind of walking around. And, you know, these are regular guys who are, you know, just doing their thing, checking out cool clothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's really I mean, if I can't, ex- you know, express how cool it is and how worth it it is for people to go and stop by yeah and every every year there's always rumors like oh this is gonna be the last one and every time i'm like god i hope not because again this is like this is super cool like it's 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 not just like oh yeah we get we get to see vintage like a bunch of other events we go to this is all some of like the rarest stuff that's out there stuff you can't really find anywhere else yeah so let's let's go so we've talked a little bit about the we'll talk about the the designer Yeah. yeah yeah so We'll talk about designs in a second, but one of the biggest draws, like Spencer said, is that it has some of the rarest vintage because mm-hmm. this is a place where some of the biggest collectors and pickers, as we call them, get to display their stuff. They come in from all over, not just they're not just from L.A. You yeah, know? we get. I mean, there's like some. There's a guy. Uh, ah, oh, damn, I can't remember. It's Orange something, but he's Orange he's Crush from the, Experts. Orange Coast. Yeah, he's Experts. from the Pacific Pacific Northwest, right? I don't know. You're, okay, you're the one who so. bought something from him. <laughs> Whatever, I'll we'll look it up. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we, we there's a lot of there's a lot of guys from Japan over there. Definitely, there's like American Rag who um, are also. I mean, it's like basically if you guys have been to the Rose Bowl, it's kind of like that except the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And they sell like you know it, you can find everything from like Big E denim. You know, like vintage Levi's, like not reproduction, like the the legit thing, to yeah. like fucking, uh, you know, what, what's they had like crazy? boot like Gucci stuff there too. So it's yeah, like, that 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 too. But I'm I'm talking more about like like a 1700s tunic. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Or like souvenir jackets, like vintage souvenir uh-huh. jackets from like the 40s and 50s, right when they were becoming a thing. You know, it's it's somewhat crazy. I mean, obviously, Spencer and I can't afford any of this stuff. Like, yeah, I think, because uh, here's here's the other thing, prices there are insane. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's worth it a little bit. I'm sure they might jack it up, you know, for the prestige of being there because some of these people aren't able to, you know, you can't go to Orange Crush if you're not in the PNW, you know. Mm-hmm. But it I mean, it's very very expensive. Yeah, you know, and but the thing is, these pieces are incredibly rare. Like I think I saw couple of years ago a i don't know like like a cotton sweater that had a y on it like not not like you know the typical not the typical um 
you know, wool ribbed one that you see on like collegiate stuff. Like it was like a cotton sweater with, with white ass ribbing and at a YA. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. How much is that? And I'm like, like I was like, oh, that, that's like $600 because it's from Yale from like the 50s. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. You know, it, it's, it's stuff like that. Which make it, I mean, if you're not going to buy anything, at least look at the shit. Exactly. I mean, that's why it's called inspiration. Is that why it's called inspiration? Probably not. I'm just know. saying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and in addition to that, you know, you get people who design and make reproduction clothing or new versions yep. of that kind of stuff. I think I just mm-hmm. saw, like, oh, excuse me, I'm like burping all over the place today. <laughs> oh boy, what did you have for dinner? I had. Oh god, people are gonna know how bad I eat now. <laughs> Perfect. I had ice cream. Um, <laughs> for dinner yeah hey if you eat it at nighttime that's dinner time uh yep. i had uh naan indian okay. bread for people who don't know what that is i mean i'm sure everyone knows what that is and yeah, hummus and rice and chicken hey that sounds good yeah i mean i wish i added some more vegetables into the mix but whatever yeah who cares yeah so if i'm burping you know squeeze me um <laughs> but excuse me yeah, but there's a place like a blue blanket, which makes like reproduction denim, you know, high waisted, mm-hmm. you know, I, I actually great I, details like buckle backs. They have like kind of 70s style with like blue jeans with uh, the orange stitching, stuff like that. Yeah, stuff that you can't find. I mean, like, I'm not going to discount places like J. Crew, which, you know, if you're if you're not into the details, like they'll they'll be just fine for you. Yeah, but there are like this is like when you want Next the cool level. stuff. Yeah. And, and then if yeah. you don't want to pay money on a vintage piece that may or may not be in wearable condition, mm-hmm. you know, and because that's, 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 that's the one thing that, I mean, yeah, re- reproduction has definitely a leg up on vintage and that, because we have both bought vintage stuff that is like started falling apart after a couple wears. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that that's like the big trade off between, like you said, between, reproduction vintage mm-hmm. um but yeah but this place has a bunch of them you know you've got i think blue made was there like last uh, last year i think and that's not yeah. necessarily a reproduction place but that's like you know they kind of got that whole heritage vintage kind of feel like kind of loose cut uh, like linen shirts and linen trousers mm-hmm. you got clutch golf which is kind of a yep. reinterpretation of american sportswear you know like wide-legged you know pleated linen all trousers with, all with like really interesting vintage fabrics yeah like like i think he one of his draws a couple of years ago or that he still wears today is like like a canvas suit made of army mailbags so it's like a, mm-hmm. each piece of the suit is like a different shade of olive green because you know obviously he's using like eight to ten different bags for this suit yeah so it, there, it's a really cool there was uh real mccoys is usually there they they make some of the best like vintage military reproduction stuff out there right and then uh like who else i mean i i said himmel brothers a couple times um there was another there was another leather jacket company that that was also there Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of guys yeah a lot of leather workers are always there yeah i mean leather and denim is kind of like the biggest thing Mm -hmm. because that's the most wearable you know like you don't i mean like i i think cody was partnered there. Oh, Damien Monsevice of Monsevice Co. Who makes mm-hmm. uh, reproduction vintage caps is there. Um, so it's it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, you could you could put together a whole outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but and then, and then of course, there's, sometimes there's like live music that's there. You get a couple of you get again. You get the clutch men's file area where they're selling all of yep. their books. And if you're cool enough, they'll ask you to be in their magazine like we were last year. Yeah, and our outfits were better this year. But, but, but we got were, there later. Yeah. yeah so, so. <laughs> whoops. It's okay. Our outfits are on the blog, streetexpress.wordpress.com, and that's what really matters. Uh-huh. Who needs clutch? <laughs> yeah, who needs them? We do. Yep, um, we do. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a fun time. And then, and then usually there are pre-parties i think uh mm-hmm. there's uh, one that i went to at raggedy threads which was really fun raggedy threads is a vintage store in little tokyo which it's very much in line with the whole vibe of inspiration yeah like faded ripped jeans mm-hmm. uh, a lot of work wear a lot of denim a lot of military surplus yeah basically that's that's all it is yeah um and and basically all that people what people sell there yeah um which again it's that's that's the kind of vintage that's like really easy to wear in la yeah and if you're looking for leather jackets i mean that's literally like the place to go because Mm -hmm. i mean i've been to the rose bowl a couple times i mean you might find some stuff if you're digging or if a guy didn't know what he had but if you want like 30s to 50s 60s 70s leather jackets that's the place to go of course with the price that you'd expect Mm -hmm. from this kind of thing but, but, I mean, you got some pretty good deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before, but before we get into that, let's uh, – I, mean, I want to continue talking about, like, the, the parties and stuff like that. Um, there was a one There was one on Friday on Stronghold. I've never been there. I think it's a new – or I'm not sure if it's new, but, a, like, another heritage store similar to General Quarters in, Brea, in La Brea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after Inspiration's last day on Saturday, there is the after party at Double RL, which is, I guess, the biggest one. They have yeah. like free food, um, you know. Everyone's over there. Oh, yeah, I don't know another celebrity, Aunt Alessandra Scarzi. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's another big military mm-hmm. surplus workwear kind of guy who yeah. also goes to tell her. You know, he you've probably seen him a lot in uh, Sartorialist and Street yep. Style of Pitiumo. Um and that's usually fun. We usually end our time there. Yeah, that's that's more like just to kind of hang out because we, I mean, we both love Double RL, but their prices are, it's more than inspiration. Yeah, because it's fucking Ralph Lauren, baby. Yeah, so that's just that's just where that's where everyone goes to kind of hang out, maybe do some <laughs> last minute networking, but mostly just you know, get some cool pics. And we don't really know at- too many people either. I mean, we know every year we know more and more people. Mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of nice um i remember i think the first time we went there we didn't know anybody and we just kind of like nope we kind of hung we hung out with each other <laughs> we were our own friends yeah what uh, did when did we do that that was, was that 2017 i think because 2018 we knew the gooch brothers yeah so it must have been 2016 or 2017 well no it had to be 2017 because i didn't go we were we went to inspiration of the daytime in 2016 yeah, we didn't even know about the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's again. I keep saying it's really cool, that, and that's because it is. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing quite like it here in LA, unless we kind of make something ourselves. Which yeah, I mean, I I'm sure. I think I think there are other like trade shows, but they're they're not. Yeah, as you said before, they're not open to the public, and they're not nearly as exciting as as something like Inspiration. Yeah, and I'm not about to stand outside of New York Fashion Week for I mean or LA Fashion Week for no reason. Yeah. Uh but let's now let's talk about kind of the evolution of our style. Uh-huh. Um 
going to this thing because again, so we could talk about Ethan's casual style all day, and we're not going to talk about that because it's gone through so many phases. I I love so many different types of things. Yep. Um, we're gonna save that for a future episode. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, when we first started going to this, I mean, it was kind of a challenge because we were like, well, "Yeah, what do we wear to this?" We because it's like I I did my vintage like workwear thing casually, but. I didn't really have any like super interesting pieces and uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't really know, like I wanted to make it special. So I wanted to do something different than I wore every day. Oh, what was the thing you wore the first time? The first time was a regrettable outfit. It was, it's a, it was a 1930s spear point shirt that I got because it's a really cool pattern and I, I still have it. It is still very cool. I wear it occasionally. However, the neck is very small. <laughs> I I got it despite that, and uh, I tried wearing it with a tie, and my uh, Ralph Lauren, like 1930s style linen trousers, with where the waist is a little bit too low to be worn with vintage ties, and a cardigan. It did not look great. <laughs> well, um, I think that you could reinterpret that today. No, yeah, you could absolutely reinterpret those pieces into a really cool outfit. But the way I wore it just did not work. What did I wear from that year? You were wearing your like seventies, like double breasted leather jacket with the buttons, and a sweater. Oh yeah. Some... So okay. So I definitely did an aviator outfit because I wore a seventies does thirties, ish, double breasted leather jacket with a nineteen thirties spear point shirt. Uh-huh. With a tie, and then over over that, and under the leather jacket, I yep. wore a fair isle, a brown fair isle, J. Crew lamb's wool sweater, and then a, with thirties trousers. Mm-hmm. And I think either spectators or plain shoes. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, exactly. I'm looking at you're wearing your perforated. It looks like those are your perforated. Okay, spectators. there we go. Yeah, no. and I still have uh, the sweater. I sold off the, the trousers because they were part of a belt back suit I don't wear. Yeah. And uh, the jacket. The leather jacket you sold a while ago. Yeah, I think it's... I don't think I sold I think I just gave it to Andrew. Yeah. Man, I haven't seen him wear it. That's a cool thing. You should wear it. Yeah. Yeah, you're telling me. Come on, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> don't get on mic. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... But Spencer, your your style has been kind of workwear the whole like basically your whole time. Yeah, right? I mean that's that's my ca- that's my casual style because it's like again it's it's e- easy to wear, relatively inexpensive because there's mm-hmm. a lot of it, and yeah, it just looks cool. Although my I think it's just like improved because now, and again we'll get into this more in a future episode when we talk about just our casual style in general. Now I don't like doing straight workwear outfits. Because I feel like that's like two cosplay. I like adding something else to it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because I think that the thing that I never really liked is that even though I don't, obviously I'm not a work working person. I don't work on cars or motorcycles, but I still mm-hmm. don't identify a lot with the lifestyle that they have. And I'm sure that everyone, if you ask them, they'll all tell you like, Oh yeah, you don't have to be the same thing, but you know, it it is kind of like, yeah. When like, I don't listen to old music or rock music in general. I mean, I do listen to rock music, but it's really hipster. Yep. You guys haven't, you guys haven't heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't listen to like, you know, 
fifties jazz or like uh blues. I don't listen to Metallica mm. or whatever the you know, some other guys wear like the rock and roll kind of stuff, like the Japanese seventies kind of workwear look. Yeah. Uh, I don't do any of that stuff. I definitely don't I don't know what else have tattoos or <laughs> I'm trying to think. Drink I'm trying coffee. To, or drink. I don't even drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you could, I also could apply that to like menswear stuff. Like, you know, I see the Drake guys, Drake's guys read like Hunter S. Thompson books or whatever, or just, you know, random literature. And that, that's cool. I mean, I find it fascinating. I just, it's mm-hmm. not me. Yeah. And so I, I always wanted to distance myself from, you know, adhering to a certain look you know, or following all the rules, even if they're unstated rules, I, I just didn't want to kind of follow it because I felt like it wasn't me. So I like, I never yeah. was the guy who wanted to wear, you know, I, I don't know, like, like fucking engineer boots with wide leg denim with a white t-shirt, a type one and like a silver belly fedora. Like mm-hmm. I like all those things individually, but I think putting them all together like that would make me look like Spencer said to cosplay. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like, like me Mm -hmm. and so yeah again like i mean it even took me a while to me for me to just buy you know selvage denim and wear them with (laughs) boots like for a while like i only wore my selvage denim with like tailoring or Mm -hmm. like with like loafers i guess or 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 derbies whatever you want to call them just because i never wanted i didn't really i wasn't into the whole workwear look because i wasn't into the lifestyle that went with it exactly Um, and then and i yeah I think at least in, you know, in my case, uh, what's really kind of helped me uh, grow in my personal style and get, um, you know, like kind of change it up to be more interesting is just the people that we meet at events like these. Like I met the Gooch brothers for the first time there we go. at Inspiration. Um, you know, like Doug, we met at, uh, at the Rose Bowl flea market and he's, you know, big into that kind of look. So it's like meeting people like that, like finding out their influences. Yeah, and, like, and you know. those guys, I mean, they, they have similar stuff, but they don't really have the, the hardcore workwear exactly. vibe to them. And that just might be because we haven't met too many hard, you know, hardcore work uh, workwear kind of guys. And that that's mm-hmm. my fault for generalizing. Um, but I yeah, as much as I think that we get a lot of inspiration from our friends and who approach yeah. it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like so. What was our outfits for 2017? So I was doing a pretty. Uh, this is basically what I what I wore a lot, and it's like still kind of what I wear, but not as much. Um, this was a pretty straight 1950s casual look. So I had a uh, western jacket, uh, like a western gab jacket with some pretty interesting details, like a like the pleated pockets, by swing, all that. Oh, that's because um, I sold that jacket to you. Correct. Yep. Uh, and I'm wearing that with one of my few patterned sports shirts, which I still love. And I, I can't wait for summer to break it out again. But it's like kind of like a red and very light blue, like large scale plaid. I'm wearing that with my LVC 1933s and my boots. So again, very simple, just like pretty, pretty straightforward 50s casual look. Oh, I remember what I'm wearing now. So I wore, I got that, I got the leather jacket. It's a double rider. Yep. Uh, I got that probably a couple months before at Dapper Day of all places Mm -hmm. from Sneaky Tiki, who is, I guess he wasn't there this time. I don't know what he's up to, but he's in Long Beach. He's another vintage seller. Uh, He also does reproduction. 
Um, but yeah, I it's a double rider that's I've heard according to peep experts it looks the labels or the construction makes it look 50s, but it's modeled after the 30s. It's got like asymmetrical zip, side mm-hmm. pockets and everything. And it's it's really cool. Like, I think it's the label's like Big Chief and it's like, you know, one of those kind of racist American <laughs> appropriating native american culture kind of yeah. kind of labels uh but it's really cool my first ever like real leather jacket mm-hmm. i wore that with my western inspired spear point that's yep. kind of oh, well not really western inspired but like double Just rl like workwear yeah exactly yeah because it's got like this kind of a f- like a subtle diamond weave on it diamond print uh-huh. and, and like a indigo blue so it's kind of a cool shirt with like dual chest pockets with flaps. Um, yeah, you did an air tie. That's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're not a you're not a fan of that. No, I don't yeah. know why. I, mm-hmm. I I guess I just didn't like how the shirt looked without a tie or with without yeah. uh, maybe underneath the jacket. Yeah. Yeah, and I wore it with my Levi's five hundred one CTs, which are my first pair of salvage denim. Yep. Uh, they're kind of a slim cut and they don't fit me anymore because they're too big now. Uh, but I still wear them with like, you know, with a tight belt. And then I mm. wore them with my, no, I didn't wear boots that time. I wore, you wore derbies. I wore my, yeah, my shell, long wings. my yeah. shell cord of long wings, which I think I cracked because, uh, I mean, I think they're already cracked at the time just because they were old and I got them at a thrift store and they just uh-huh. when I put my feet in them. They just, yeah, they died. Um, but yeah, wow. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, Blake was hanging out with us that time. Yeah, he uh he had a pretty good look. Um he has your old uh Oh, then like, I guess that that double rider wasn't my leather jacket cuz that was my first leather no, jacket. No, you were wearing your you were wearing your double rider that time. I mean, time. I, I called it my first leather jacket, but that Okay, was yeah, true. you were wearing he's wearing your old like flight jacket with the D pockets and the uh fur the fur collar. He has that with like a really cool uh check 1930s uh, spear point shirt and then some like 1940s work pants like it looks like it's a khaki like hbt with orange with orange stitching yeah blake's been uh, very a very interesting change because he got into vintage through benny wearing suits and now he's kind of got this european workwear vibe yeah which is all stuff. the rage for inspiration and I'm, yeah. I'm surprised i'm not oh i mean i'm saying i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get super famous as an icon or get featured in the uh the clutch magazine mm-hmm. and i think so that that was 2017 so 2018 i think is where it gets cooler we're, we're starting to get there um let me get to that article Here i remember what i'm wearing i'm wearing yeah. my gray wellama fedora so this is a good example of ethan trying to mix his passions together because it's like i want it to be sartorial but i also wanted to be kind of work wary mm-hmm. um I don't think this worked that that well. I mean, it's it's nice. It got I got featured in Clutch probably as a favor from. Garrett. I mean, yeah, it's a good, it's a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's whatevs. Uh, so I'm wearing my gray Wilma fedora. Uh, this one wasn't bespoke. It was one of his off the rack models that I got as a gift, uh, mm-hmm. for being his photographer. I'm wearing it with a. I didn't tell them this, but it's a J. Crew chambray work shirt. Yeah. <laughs> with a 1940s uh wool tie that's got a like a block rep stripe. Um, where the 1940s cream sweater vest, which is gone. Mm. I have no idea where it is. And then uh, this 1940s, 50s single-breasted leather jacket that I got to finally replace the flight jacket that I sold yeah. to Blake because 
I had a double rider, but I wanted something single breasted for, you know, Indiana Jones or whatever. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool. You know, it's kind of a Western, you know, it's got like a pleated ish, like yoke pocket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's got blanket lining. Very, very cool. Um, and then I wore it with 1950s chinos that I tapered. I wish I didn't, but they're tapered now. And then with the the long wings again. No split toes. Oh, split toes. Oh, they're split toes. Alan is yep. split toes. I yep. all they look vintage though because they're kind of got this chilly kind of chunky thing. Um, uh-huh. And then when the clutch photographer asked me what they were, I said they're vintage. Nice. So, if anyone's listening to this, I'm a fraud. Yeah, you've lied to Clutch, and now they're gonna blacklist you. Yep. Um, my outfit in that one, I was still pretty. That's mine is still pretty, just like vintage workwear, no real t- twist to it. Um, but yeah, I got a. Uh, I'm wearing a rugby uh, RL shirt that has uh, pa- pa- paint stains on it, some pre like already worn stuff on it. I have like a 1960s uh, suede jacket, like suede leather jacket. Um, my 1940s chinos, uh, like were like World War II military chinos, which I'm gonna I'm gonna alter and make cooler because I'm gonna. I did I tapered those too. I'm gonna let them out and then give them a raw hem because they're too short to be cuffed. Um, and then with boots. Oh, and then I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing your open road. <laughs> Yeah, Spencer has a big habit of borrowing my clothing. Yeah, well, specifically hats, because we are the same size. And I've got some pretty dope hats, actually. That, I, that open I road don't spend hat, much money on hats. Yeah, the op- that open road, I'm not sure if it's open road or Stradliner. I don't know what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a I call every color. Stetson West, Western hat an open road. <laughs> I think an open road has the more cowboy top, and mm. a Stradliner is more of a fedora shape. Again, if we're wrong, please let us know. Yep. Or we'll correct ourselves in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a cool yeah. It's a silver belly color. I got it at Paper Moon. I unfortunately had the sweatband removed and replaced by a local vintage shop, which I will not mention. But they did a bad job on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, it kind of makes the shape of the brim kind of weird. It kind of like curls where the brim meets the crown and so i have to, i give it to cody willema to get it redone and i haven't had it yet i mean just because cody it's a one basically a one-man operation and so he you know he's a very busy man um so hopefully i'll have it back because i kind of after you know going to inspiration for a couple of years now and meeting the gooch brothers who have put their own spin on americana and work where yeah it's like oh man i think i could actually make some couple a couple of looks out of this especially when i look at um Ethan Newton of Bryceland, you know, oh, he, wears, yeah, exactly. he wears his silver belly, you know, light colored fedora with suiting, with casual stuff, with shorts or whatever. And it looks great. And, yeah, exactly. And I'm, you know, as, yeah. as an Ethan myself and, you know, a lot of my inspiration. <laughs> you Ethan's got to stick together. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of inspiration from him. And so and I got, I got the hat before I even knew who he was technically. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm glad I kept, I held on to it and I can't it's, wait to bring it out again. Definitely, it's definitely a Stradaliner. But anyway, I think those, like those Western, those Western style fedoras are a little bit easier to, I mean, obviously they're going to be more casual than dress fedoras, but in California, they're going to be easier to wear than just a regular fedora. They look, they, there's just some about them that's a little bit cooler. There's that, like, there's that word again. 
exactly heavy. but it just works it just works with casual stuff i think i think you can kind of blame or not really blame but the whole like fedora wide brim fedora craze of like 2010 yeah where you know like all these guys were wearing felt fedoras with tailoring with mm-hmm. you know I, I think kanye west probably did it because i think that's the whole the whole thing that went with it yeah um but yeah, I mean it's it's basically that same vibe except done Americana heritage, mm-hmm. and it's a really it's a really cool look. Yeah, and again, again, we'll save this for the casual discussion episode. But maybe it's because I'm playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption, but I'm really into Western stuff right now. So, <laughs> that, I feel yeah. like that that probably is. That's absolutely it. Once I beat that game, I'm gonna be like, okay, I don't need any of this stuff anymore. So why don't we talk about what we wore this time? Because I think this yeah. time. It's probably the best we've ever done. We're, we're hitting our stride. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are. So yeah. Why don't you start us off? Yeah, so uh, this time I wore something that I just kind of... I threw on one day before we were... Before Ethan and I were hanging out. Um, and then I was like, damn, this is really good. I'm going to save this for inspiration. So it is a it is uh, my trusty camo jungle jacket over a uh, reproduction Browns Beach vest and blue OCBD. I got my Knickerbocker uh, Officer Chinos, which are long enough to cuff, with white socks, and my long wings. So kind of throwing it back to your like 2016 outfit. <laughs> and then uh, with uh, a navy watch cap. And who oh, and then that? later, later that's yours. <laughs> later, later when it got cold, I threw on like a 1930s, uh, like a 1930s wool. Ah, shoot, what are those jackets called? Mackinac. 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 Sorry, guys. It's late. I'm tired. Yeah, we're doing this because you guys asked for it. Yeah. And because it's cool to kind of follow up and kind of air our thoughts. Yeah, we, we remember it so you don't have to. There we go. Um, so mine is something that I think has been kind of encapsulating basically, you know, my Bryson's inspiration a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we'll talk about this more on the casual episode, but it's it's probably one of the most simpler looks I've ever done. It's basically my double rider brought back again with a plaid brushed rayon. So it's kind of got this like light flannelly feel uh, sport shirt that is kind of a brown and green and white check. Uh, and then my LVC 19... 45s which have been perfectly faded not by me because i bought them used from damien months advice um which i again i also used with tailoring before then Mm -hmm. and i wore them with my first pair of real boots i mean i i have like suede chelsea's and i had um fry boots from nordstrom when i was in college but i bought these these are probably my one of the best things i've ever bought they are shell cordovan boots from made by alden uh, as a custom order for Carolyn Co., which is now a defunct men's haberdashery that used to be in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like a commando boot combined with the indie boot. You know, the, um, it doesn't have the split toe front. Oh, not, not commando, the tanker boot, I guess. The tanker boot, I think, has a split toe in the front. Well, mine doesn't. Mine just has the stitching like a indie boot. The silhouette is a lot slimmer. I think it's the very last and not the typical kind of fatter, you know, indie boot last. And my boots also don't have speed hooks. So they're kind of this cool, you know, they're kind of workwear. I mean, they have like a rubber sole with a... You could could work in them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. I've worn them. I mean, 
I basically lived in them when I went to Seattle. You know, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. raining, but it's cold. You know, I was exploring the city. I didn't want to wear, in case it did rain, I didn't want to wear sneakers or dress shoes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, because of Shell Cordovan, you know, they break in really well. They don't wrinkle. They just kind of roll at the uh, at the stress points. And it's, I mean, they're super comfortable. Like, they're the, one of the most comfortable shoes that I've, I've ever had. I've mm-hmm. worn my loafers and my long wings when I've been on trips, and they always die. My feet always die, and so. But these, I've been. I, like I said, I, I brought them and I wore them almost every day in Seattle, and they were they were really great. Um, and they they're finally a good pair of boots that will work with jeans, so I can kind of do the whole '40s '50s casual look that Spencer has been doing basically his entire fashion life. Life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which uh, is my which is better than my regular life, right? Obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. no, I mean, like, so the, yeah, the outfit is kind of. You know, I wore beret with it, so it's kind of as this not really French Resistance vibe, you know, because if it was French Resistance, it would be more tailoring focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, it has a has a Iceland spin on it because of the beret. You know, the the brown and the green in the shirt mix well with the rest of the colors of the outfit. It's definitely more understated, but I think I like that. You know, it's not overtly work weary. You know, if I wore like a fedora or if I had my silver belly Stetson, it wouldn't. It would kind of, I feel like it would lean too far into the whole cosplaying aspect of, like, you know, of of that workwear, 40s casual look. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I have, I have something weird about wearing fedoras with casual, like, especially my brown fedora. I have a bespoke brown fedora from Cody Willema that I love. It's, like, the perfect shape. But if I wear it with casual stuff, I feel too much of, like, a 40s, 50s dad. You know, I like wearing mine with, like, more rugged tailoring you know like an overcoat i could still wear it with denim but i wear it with like a tweed jacket instead of instead of like what i was wearing i think the beret kind of it has the opposite effect where it makes it kind of dressy but it makes it more me yeah and uh and yeah i mean i really liked it it really it really shows how much inspiration has affected me and i think you could say the same thing for spencer yeah, you know, I don't because think... again, this was this was. I mean, there are a lot of guys that do straight, kind of workwear looks. There's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I think Ethan and I were talking about this earlier, and I kind of like half jokingly said that like the perfect inspiration outfit would include an element of ivy, uh, workwear, and military surplus because that's like the that's like the styles that are represented there. And so I wanted to try something that put everything together in kind of a, a coherent way rather than just saying, I'm going to go all military surplus or I'm going to go all mil- like, you know, workwear or all Ivy. So, you know, just kind of mix and mix and match. Yeah. And that's something that you've been doing a lot of. Yeah. Because it's, just, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, and of course we'll get back into that yeah. in our casual, um, man, we're hyping this thing up. It's, it's going to be like the Avengers end game of this podcast. <laughs> oh man. I, in my head, I just played the Avengers Infinity War theme, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I won't hum for you guys because I don't think it'll translate well. Um, but yeah, I mean, pl- go ahead and read. You know, I think the article on inspiration has links to all three of the other ones that we've done. Um, you can really see the, all the different styles that are represented there. Mm-hmm. And in the show notes, I'm sure that Spencer will kind of include some of our favorite inspiration looks yeah uh, from other I'll, people of course as well exactly i'll go through i'll go through the flicker and find 
find some stuff. Yeah, and of course, yeah. I, you know, and and again, like every year, we meet a bunch of new people who are, we are proud to call, hopefully, friends. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, don't want to be too far. Right? I don't. I don't think that Dave Himmel remi- remembers who I am. Um, and but also, one day he will. Yeah, and Drew Tarver definitely does not remember us because he unfollowed all of us. How rude! The story there is so I was walking around. Oh, we were walking around, and I see this guy, and I'm like, Drew Tarver, <laughs> and he like turns, and I'm like, Hey, I'm a I'm a fan of yours. Can I take a picture? And he's like, Oh, sure. And then That's I. That's a great Drew. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we we take a picture of them, and and he's all like. Wow, you guys are dressed so great. You guys are the real You're making him star way know. more southern than he actually is. I don't know. I'm just like I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And he hey, he's from like Atlanta, so Uh-huh. But he's not that southern. Straight up ghosts. <laughs> yep. Um please go to st- uh style direction jokes explain dot com. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, but he uh, he he followed all of us for like a year, and then he just stopped following us. Yeah, he he got in that Carl's Jr. commercial, and he got too big for his britches. Didn't want to follow us, lowly folk. Maybe it's the bajillion dollar properties that got him out there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you never know who's gonna be there. I didn't see any celebrities this time because uh, we, we, got we got there late on the second late. day. I got to see Alessandro Scarzi. Like, get uh-huh. into his valet car and leave when we got yep. to double RL. I was like, hey, there he is. And then he... And there he's not. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, uh, I took a picture of him. So maybe he, he goes, hey, you're that guy. Although, yeah. with my beard, people don't recognize me. <laughs> weird. Which is so weird. Yeah, we met, we met Christina, mm. who didn't remember you, right? Because you've no. met her before. I've met her before, but I didn't want to be like, oh, we've met. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but yeah, because so we met this woman who is a swing dancer. She also sells vintage and um, she's super nice. And then yeah. it, 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 she kind of did a double take at me. She's like, wait, Ethan? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, man, your beard makes you look so grown up. Yeah, it was a very like Ned Ryerson. Well, that, that happens to me every time I see someone who I haven't seen since like November where they're like, oh, my God, you have a beard. And I'm like. Do I? I? I was talking to the Gooch brothers and uh, our, our new friends. Uh, we, we met when I was at the uh, Rackety Threads thing. We met two guys um, who are from Hong Kong and Taipei who have their own stores mm-hmm. uh, who are super cool. They, they showed up in the dopest barbore, vintage barbore jackets like from the 50s and 60s. So like they, these are like they're not like Buf- like Buforts from like last year. Like these are like the legit old ones. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about ages, you know, and because you know they're, they say Asians don't, don't uh, they don't show signs of aging because we look mm-hmm. young a lot, and I I told them how a guy from Hong Kong messaged me and said, uh, because I posted about me being the year of the pig, nineteen ninety five, and he's oh I thought you were in your thirties, and I'm like I have <laughs> never gotten that Man. in my entire life. I have. Well, that I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, and I bet you have. Uh-huh. What's that from? I don't know. It was from nothing. Oh, that's fucking Han Solo, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, I've been waiting for this for a long time, and then Han goes, yeah, I bet you have, and then shoots mm-hmm. Greedo. By the yeah, way, yeah. Han shot first, all right? That, we're just going to... That's, yeah. That's it. Do, do you remember like 2000, 2003 or whatever that... The special edition? Yeah. 
Oh boy, a lot of debate. Yeah. Um, God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That was our obligatory, like, Star Wars tangent that we have to have in every episode. Yeah, w- what are some jokes we do every time? It's been a while. It's been a while. This time it hasn't. Stained is one of my favorite bands. So, no, so, so, sometimes <laughs> sometimes when that happens, like, instead of saying that it's been a while, I just go, hey, you like the band Stained? So, yeah, but it's been a while. Yeah. And then you slap your hands, laugh, and shout into the crotch. Yep. Please go to styledirectionjokesexplained.com. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, I can, if I can implore you guys, check out the blog post, the recapping of it as long as, mm-hmm. as well as the old episodes. I think you can also look up the tag. If you go streetexpress.wordpress.com uh, slash tag slash inspiration <laughs> underscore or dash LA. Sounds like you're, you're going to get them 20% off on a mattress. <laughs> like <laughs> Lisa mattress. Yeah, Build Lisa it mattress.com slash sad cast. Yeah. Lisa, if you're listening, we would love to tell you. I love to tell our all of our all of our listeners that they plant a tree. I think for every mattress sold or something like <laughs> That's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, never go to the post office again. <laughs> yep. um, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great blog post. Uh, I put a lot of pictures in there. Uh, again, it has links to the other ones uh, if you want to take a look at those. And then, of course, Spencer will be writing the show notes. Yeah, we'll have which some. Which will love. go into this whole thing. We'll have some bullet points. We'll have our past outfits. And, yeah, some of our, our favorite things that we see at Inspiration every year. There we go. Yeah. Um, you can always, I guess we're wrapping up now, so you can follow me on Instagram at Style and Direction. That's not me. That's You can follow. <laughs> I mean, you should follow it. At Style and Direction. Yeah. Uh, all spelled out. That means A and D. No, there's no ampersand because I think that We tried to can't. get the ampersand, but I think it was either taken or we just can't. I don't think that you can. Like, you can't have an ampersand in an email. Hey, Mark Zuckerberg, fix that. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can follow. Is that follow, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. You can follow the uh, the podcast there. That's where you'll get all the main stuff about the podcast. Um, of course, you can follow my personal at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And yeah, we 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 love going to this thing. You guys should come. We tried to. I mean, I I hope I announced it this time as early as I did, just so we could get some people. And I think I saw some of the followers that I that I have post stuff like, "Oh, bought this inspiration." They didn't talk mm-hmm. to me. They didn't message me, but they went. How so rude! That's cool. Um, how how wooed? Yep. <laughs> Episode one, baby. Uh huh. Jar Jar. Jar Jar Banks. I it's I really poetry. I also hate. The joke that Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. Yeah, come on. What is it? 20, 2015 again? I know. Come on, guys. Jar Jar is Snoke. Yep. And Snoke's not a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. Because of that somewhat random reason. We still don't know who Snoke is. Whatever. Yep. I'm um, sure we'll find out. Yeah. Um, again, if this hasn't bothered you or is boring you or is too weird, you can please leave us a great old review on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or wherever else. That would mm-hmm. really help us out and uh, give us some motivation to make some yeah. more. Really and, put a uh, feather in our caps. Yeah. And plus, I mean, even if people didn't do that, we get a lot of messages from time to time asking us when the next one's going to come out. Yeah. And it really... We have some we have some dedicated listeners. We have a couple of friends that say they listen to it when they fall asleep. So <laughs> that's... I think my friend John, and I know John's listening, 
he says, oh, yeah, I put it on because it's like a podcast I know nothing about. Like, and I'm like, that's great, dude. Yep. But he did say sometimes it's hard for him to fall asleep because he starts laughing. So oh, nice. if there's anything, I, I think we put, we categorize this on SoundCloud under learning, but maybe it should be comedy. I don't know. I don't know. We don't really have, this is, this is just like Ethan and Spencer talk for an hour. <laughs> like this is, there's no, there's no category. Yeah. Oh, also yeah. quick shout out to garments for no one oh yeah um, yeah, yeah i can't believe okay. we forgot to mention and this is that. such a last minute thing hopefully people are still listening at this point yeah um but they are like a made in los angeles i'm not sure if they're made i'm, I'm gonna say they are and they can correct me later <laughs> slander mm-hmm. or whatever libel yeah it's in print <laughs> one of those two it's libel um but it's they're a relatively new company that makes really cool char coats uh, among other things, I didn't really get a chance to talk to them too much. Our friend, our friends MJ and Andrew, don't get on mic. Um, they they bought a couple of short coats. Andrew got the canvas one, and MJ got the corduroy one. I really like the corduroy one. The corduroy one. The pictures is dope, are yeah. in the Inspiration LA 2019 blog post, but it's like, you know, it's like navy blue or black with like a couple of red accents. Like there's like a red corduroy pocket, red corduroy collar. Really cool. Mm-hmm. And they're priced very reasonably. I think the founder or one of the guys who worked there said, like, you know, he loves inspiration, but everything is so expensive and he yeah. wants to make it accessible to other people. And uh, really cool. Check them out. Uh, I'm sure we'll see them again soon. Uh, it's something I know I'll, I'll definitely reach out to them for, you know, like events at the bloke or whatever, just so that we can get mm-hmm. their name out there. Because it's cool to meet other guys, other young guys who, you know, who aren't stuffy. Like, they, they're not. We, we, Spencer and I both like the idea of like a, a $1,200 buco jacket, but we know that that's not really attainable. Yeah. And we're not really about that whole thing. And these guys I think share that sentiment. Exactly. And they yeah. were, they were super, they were super chill. And I think they gave, uh, they gave our friends, they got a jacket kind of a deal on it. Like they, they knocked off like 25, 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and they also gave them some caps and, uh, uh, unfortunately Scott has too big of a head and he <laughs> gave his cap to Spencer. Yeah, so yeah. so quick shout nice. out to them. That's our little plug of the day for things that you should take a look at. That actually applies. It's not something mm-hmm. random. Nope. Uh, yeah. So uh, cool. <laughs> we got it. Good we job. Got it. Us. All right. We'll see you guys in the next, next one. Bye bye. Bye bye.